Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by Pierre Labelle, Founder and Chief Results Officer at Results, a performance and leadership consulting services firm specializing in enterprise performance and human capital and resource optimization. Pierre, welcome to the show. Awesome. Good morning, Bill, and great to be part of the HR Gazette. Let's jump straight in because we've got lots of interesting questions for you today. Firstly, tell us a bit about your career background up to joining Results. My career background is a bit odd, and it's a journey of self-discovery. My educational background was first in sciences, and then you know, through discovery, I realized that the sciences weren't for me. At the humanities and and uh, and the arts, I, I was more aligned to that in terms of better understanding myself and where I could contribute in this world. And so, after uh, that self-discovery earlier on in my educational career, I decided to to work for a couple of years. And I was very fortunate at the age of twenty to be hired by a publisher of a, a small northwestern Ontario news a newspaper called the Marathon Mercury, and the publisher. I don't know what he was thinking, but he certainly saw something in me at the time, hired me into the role as editor, and I worked at that job for about two years, and it was an awesome experience. You know, now I look back thinking, hell, what did I know at the age of 20, um, being an editor of a, you know, of a, a fairly well-established uh, community newspaper, and I really am thankful for that, for that ability. But shortly after the, the first two years of doing that role, I realized I needed to go back to university, and so I studied uh, journalism. Um, I, I got a journalism degree, and then I went back to university after working as a stringer and an editor of a couple of other newspapers. I decided to go back to university and study business. And while I went to that university, I worked part-time for that university as a writer and an editor while studying my business degree, which I specialized in industrial relations. Following that, I, I, I pursued an interest to go back into Toronto area. Um, I got a job with the Ontario government as an intern Working in HR uh, initially, because that's what I studied. I studied uh, business, but with a specialization in industrial relations. And then uh, from there, I worked for the government uh, for a number of years, um, went from one ministry to another, worked for the LCBO, um, had a number of jobs at the LCBO uh, in um, HR, uh, finally leaving the LCBO as manager of HR. And then I worked for the government for a little bit longer and then ultimately, I left government and, and uh, was employed by Pricewaterhouse, uh, which is a, a consulting firm, as we all know. Um, I did that for a few years and um, had an opportunity to head up um, Bell Canada HR for uh, one of the largest um, units of, of Bell Canada. And while there, I realized what I didn't want to do in HR and that I was bitten by the consulting bug. So. Um, I did uh, some early uh, contract consulting work. I worked for a number of um, pharmaceutical companies, um, helping those organizations transform uh, through some mergers and acquisitions. Um, and then ultimately, I joined a boutique strategy firm called PM Squared, which really is still in existence today. The founder, his name is Brett Knowles, and uh, I was a partner of that firm for a number of years and actually cut my teeth on, you know, transforming organizations through strategy, through performance scorecards, through human capital initiatives. And, and, for, and in fact, uh, working globally throughout the United States, South America, Europe, 
I really got a better appreciation of the dynamics of work and organizational change and transformation. We worked for some large organizations such as uh, the IRS, you know, building the human capital strategy, working for Micron Technology, which is, um, you know, a, a $15 billion business, helping that organization transform itself and, and so on and so forth. And in 2000, um, in the early, around 2010, I decided to go solely on my own and um, and then um, I established the firm called uh, Result. Uh, its its original name was called Epiphany, but through uh, advice, mentoring, my clients saying, Pierre, that that name of your company doesn't really represent the brand and the impact that you create, uh, suggested, you know, prudently that I change the brand uh, and hence the name Result. Um, so my career was a bit, you know, topsy-turvy. Um, I ran a number of organizations as a chief operating officer, I was head of human resources, I was head of strategy, head of communications for a number of organizations, both in government and the private sector. And it enabled me to learn from what I was good at doing and what I learned from others. And uh, that enabled me to build my, my firm today around the value model that, um, in, in essence, helps organizations and leaders perform better. So here I am. Here you are, and you're doing lots of cool stuff at Results Consulting. So why don't you tell our listeners a bit about uh, what Re- Results Consulting does and how it helps leaders and HR pros? Well, thank you, Bill. Essentially, uh, the bottom line is we help leaders and businesses perform better, and, and that's one of our taglines. But essentially, we're a boutique consulting firm specializing in helping those organizations that are our clients transform. And some of those organizations, in fact, have companies – um, as part of its, um, um, you know, ownership um, constitution, um, some of those organizations own up to 60 other, 70 other companies worldwide. And so when we work predominantly with CEOs, um, entrepreneur owners, um, heads of HR and CFOs, um, and that's who hires us, we help them and we help through them and with them, their organizations perform better through either business strategy, business model, new plans, um, um, helping them work through leadership issues, governance issues, um, and um, helping them be more leaderful and strategic in their business. It's almost like a DNA strand, a double helix. Um, you know, if you have one side of that double helix underperforming, then there's heavier burden or pressure on the other side of, the, of that other helix to, to, to strengthen itself and perform, and it creates all kinds of organizational stress or stress on that human being uh, for which the DNA is part of. Um, so we, like a, we look at organizations as a whole, and we try to help those organizations perform better as a whole. And so we think of systems, um, we have a systems approach to helping organizations work both on their top and bottom line, and we get organizations performing better uh, through the work that we do, through our methodology, our, our people, um, essentially, all our talent are people who've come from industry, leading transformation, leading change, managing functions at senior levels of organizations um, to help our clients perform better. So, you know, we work in government, we work not for profit, but most of our work is with private organizations, uh, some of them public, but those organizations range anywhere from, you know, 50 people to, you know, 10,000. So we cut the, across the spectrum, and uh, we're hired because you know we do great work. Uh, we have essentially 
you know, great methodology, tools, and IP that a lot of the larger firms have, but we certainly don't have the same overhead in the cost framework. So we can compete in that world, but at a much lower price point. And our clients hire us for two reasons. One is we always deliver on the promise, and two, our fees are such that they are extremely competitive, and they trust us at the end of the day. And we have clients that are we've had for at least you know 10 to 12 years, and it's almost unheard of in this industry to have clients that long. So we've been successful, and uh, we take nothing for granted, and we count our blessings each and every day, but we add value each and every day. And that's why we have the opportunity to work with these organizations. And you're pretty central to the company. And I'd love to get a wee insight into what an average work week looks like for you, Pierre. Well, um, the work week is is interesting and it varies depending upon demand. But uh, since I am the founder and I manage the business, um, one of my partners, Monique Armstrong, is, is essential in terms of managing and leading the leadership and management development uh, business stream. Uh, but for me, the, the work week can range from, you know, um, you know, 40 hours a week to 80 to 90, depending upon demand. Um, I can't count on um, all members of our team to do the work that I do uh, because I do everything from business development, sales, customer relationship management, methodology delivery, or methodology development and delivery. So uh, it does range. But the, the good news is that with all our, our senior people and our consultants, we shape jobs and opportunities for them based on client demand and their own career and lifestyle needs. And so we're quite accommodating that way. Um, but my world is a little bit different in terms of managing the business, working on the business, while at the same time working in the business. So it can vary. Lots of different hats, lots of fingers and different pies by the sounds of it. Now, um, let's chat a bit about some of the challenges that you see. What, what are the obstacles you and the team at Results often see when assessing the leadership needs of client organizations? You know, because we work essentially at the top of the house in our organizations, we see all the warts and, and we hear all the pain and, and we see some glorious moments um, and success stories as well, too. And we're, we have the good fortune of partnering with clients that, you know, for the most part, recognize that they need some help, but yet don't truly understand the root cause of, of some of the problems that they experience. So when we get our, when we are first asked to, to work with clients, oftentimes they'll say things like, oh, we've lost market share, or we've lost, you know, a, a, a number of key customers, or we have some performance problems, or we're not really sure that our employees are engaged, or we're concerned about the relationship with our executive team. So we hear all kinds of different things. And oftentimes it's noise, um, and it's white noise, but it can be quite deafening. And the, and the reason for that is that a lot of clients certainly don't have a good handle at the, of the root cause of the problem. And so when we get engaged, we start listening immediately, and we look for indicators that tell us oftentimes a bit of a different story. Uh, so we're coming in or we're coming from in from the outside. So our filters are different. Our paradigms are different. So we're looking for certain things that oftentimes people in the midst of change or conflict don't really have, you know, the insight to be able to look for different kinds of problems. So one of the things that we always experience is that, you know, what a client believes to be a problem is really most times a symptom of the problem. And we quickly work with them to identify the, the real problem and the root cause. And then when we do that and create that awareness, 
then we, we create a roadmap to help that organization and or that leadership individual or that team to be much more aware and build a roadmap that will help them ultimately perform better. Um, but it really the biggest thing is self-awareness um, and awareness of the root cause of the problem, and we get to that fairly quickly. Um, another thing that often gets in the way is you know, the lack of willingness to truly get vulnerable and to truly understand what is that leader's role in the problem and also in the solution. So when we start working with them, we hear all kinds of different things, but we, one of the things we work very hard at is self-awareness, around personal impact and their ability to change. Okay, thank you very much. Now we're going to go on a big tangent at this point in the interview and we're going to talk about something which is uh, important to you and something that you do outside of your usual uh, work week um, and that is supporting an awesome cause, a, a kids charity called Moorlands here in Toronto. Can you, uh, can you tell us a bit about what you do with Moorlands, who they are, um, what they do and why does that matter? Give us give us the, the big overview there. Moreland's is Toronto's best kept secret, I believe. It's Toronto's oldest charity for children, and it serves children and families in need to uh, live in or are affected by poverty. And Moreland's uh, Community Services really focuses on helping kids build character and confidence to remove themselves ultimately over time from that world and to be stronger individuals and essentially um, break the cycle of poverty. I sit uh, and, and I sit on the board of directors, uh, which is a fantastic or, uh, group of people all working towards the same cause, which is to really help kids in Toronto to have better lives. And our programs at Moreland's range from having a world-class summer camp facility where we take about 700 kids out of the inner city to uh, north of Toronto, north of Barrie, in fact, to a world-class camp where they experience for a full week or almost a full week life at camp where they're taught and shown and guided around uh, life skills, working with others, being more self-aware, more resilient, and really giving them the confidence to move beyond their life state. And uh, in addition to that, there are a number of city programs that are run by Moreland's that are quite effective that um, help kids through programs such as BLAST and LEAD become more leaderful and to learn new skills and have new insights and experiences to help them aspire to something bigger and better for them. And it's really, you know, their choice as to what bigger and better means to them. But our role at Moreland's is to give these kids a great opportunity to help them build, as I said, the confidence character and confident to to move beyond their current state. It takes time, of course, but we see our role as an important one. And um, we're always looking for volunteers and leaders in, the, in our community who can help us out to help them out. But it is one of the most fantastic organizations out there. Listeners, Pierre cares so much about this this charity that he's come on this interview today, despite the fact that he's not very well and he's battled through. <laughs> so I, I, I do appreciate that. One last question for you, Pierre. Um, Thank you. How, how can our listeners learn more about you and how can they discover more about results? Thank you, Bill. Um, certainly um, anyone listening to this podcast can check us out on our website, which is www.rzultz.com 
rzultz.com. It's the name results with a bit of a twist. So please just check us out there or you can call our uh, toll-free line at 1-844-416-6364. Again, it's 844-416-6364. Feel free to uh, jump onto our website to get a, a better appreciation of who we are and what we do. Um, but there's nothing better than just putting in a quick call to myself or Monique Armstrong or one of our team members. But uh, we're more than willing to listen, to help out, and to provide a free no-obligation consultation to help you better understand how perhaps we may be able to help you. But lastly, what I'd like to say is please help Moreland because Moreland helps kids. And frankly, people like Bill Benham, HR Gazette, and countless others work very, very hard to helping Moreland's help kids. So thank you, Bill, for this opportunity to chat about Moreland's and to talk a little bit about how results uh, can help uh, leaders and organizations perform better. And thank you, Pierre. And thank you, listeners, for indulging Pierre and I today in talking about a very Toronto-specific charity because we do have a, a wider audience, but it's very important to to both of us. It's uh, moorlands.ca if you want to uh, check out the website as well. But that just leaves me to say, Pierre LaBelle, thank you very much for being the guest today. Thank you, Bill. Uh, listeners, I've been your host, Bill Bannum. This has been the HR Chat Podcast brought to you by the HR Gazette. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.